0: so welcome. i think
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a great start
0: <laughs> i was gonna say interruptions I, I, and I think i think you should find a way to work some some illegal highlights into the the podcast somehow just because i always hate it and you always do it
1: you always get me going on these illegal highlights i don't think that it's illegal i'm gonna claim fair play but how about some legal highlights of ryan's cat over there playing with a ball of paper shut up brandon you're supposed to
0: say it's not my it's, that's a new, your it's, it's
1: a new. It's a new year. New year, uh, new Brandon. We're, we're, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's Brian. Here we go. I'm pretty uh, sure I just cursed. Uh, well, well, we'll edit it out. Okay. Yeah, so, we'll fix it in post. It's oh, my catchphrase. Wait, phrase. are
0: we? Is this on? Are we doing this now? Yeah, we are. Okay, rock and roll.
1: So, welcome to the Shady Side Podcast. This is our off-season podcast. 2017 is upon us, and uh, Tony, would you say since it's the first one we've done, it's our debut off-season podcast? <laughs> oh, I forgot about my own catchphrase. Way to go! We've all this forgot. Our New year, knew all of us. Apparently, this is a <laughs> season. Well, I guess we can start season two, right? Yeah, it is season two. We're, season we're starting two.
0: off in preseason form. I see. <laughs> yeah.
1: Season two of the Shady Side Podcast, and. uh... We'll see what the future holds, but I guess we're back. Is this, uh, Are we going to still be any good at this? Were we were we, never very good <laughs> at this.
0: We, were we ever good?
1: <laughs> well, we'll make it work out. So uh, we're going to talk today about the future of the podcast and some fun news. We're going to talk about two official signings that the union have picked up. We're going to talk about some speculation. Ooh, ooh. Some rumors. I think Tony has a little bit of a crush on you, Ryan. <laughs> well,
0: what? I know that. He's already told me that. Oh,
1: well, that's not a rumor then. Uh, no. And then uh, we have some striker news, possibly. We got some defensive ideas. We're going to talk about the draft. He's Ryan's got some generation ID, Adi- uh, generation Adidas. Adidas. Good stuff for you there. And um I have if you guys th- remember in our last sode as I like to call them episode we put, never out called our, we, it that. we put out <laughs> we, never called it that we put out a request for a, a new host and as you can see that's continuing to be the case
0: I, I prefer to call it the cast instead of sode
1: I actually like that Well I've never checked the email so we might have <laughs> like, we might have 40 applications for a new host and there's none in there well, I'd like to say we could all do that but you've got all the passwords I actually know we do too I never checked the email, apparently, where you gave us all the passwords. And last, we'll finish up with some fun draft facts. There, 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 is, there is
0: some fun, ironic uh, nature of that, that our terrible podcast host can't be replaced because he's too bad to, to check the email.
1: <laughs> well, I hold the code and the passwords, so we'll see how that goes. So we actually need to figure out what we're going to do, though, fellas, because I'm moving to England Thursday. Yeah, the Euro snob is finally going to where he can just be sad about his teams in person.
0: On the bright side, I mean, West Ham is just as terrible as the Union is. so
1: Yeah, we might beat West Ham. I I knew we'd get some English banter in here, but I I do want to bring up that I think it's going to be a little difficult to watch the Union not because of the time, but because, as I like to harp on all the time, MLS is terrible international overseas coverage. They, they only show maybe. Well, to be fair, I don't really think that's their market. No, but if you want to expand to be in a bigger lead league and have these star players come over, you gotta give well, people around the world something. From to, what I to hear, watch. English fans have trouble watching their own teams on TV in England. So why are they going to get other leagues? Well, because they won't have the same blackout rules. Like that's the whole that's point fair. of the That's a good point. Not broadcasting the mid game. But I'm saying more so Sky Sports only puts on one game a weekend. I mean, if we in America have NBC sports have the opportunity to watch every single Premier League game, right? Whether it's the ten o'clock game, seven thirty or twelve thirty, you know, all those games. There they don't get the which would be their three o'clock or ten o'clock games. So, I don't see why MLS has already has MLS Live, why they couldn't have the same subscription or try to f- work out the same rights to have that same similar package overseas. You know, uh, I think they would get more viewership, people might adopt a team, even though English people love to hate on American soccer and uh, hate on Bob Bradley. <laughs> We won't even get into that. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you listen to the other union podcasts because why would this be what you picked? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, especially on um, It's Always Soccer in Philadelphia, Kevin Kincaid and uh, David zeitlin they had a really nice... I I appreciated what they were talking about with Bob Bradley. So if you haven't already, go give their new off-season podcast a listen. It's more so to the point is I'm going to have to use a... Well, I'm not going to self-incriminate. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to use a proxy... And then buy MLS Live so that I can watch it. So, watch out, British government. Please don't deny my <laughs> visa. Um, yeah. Do we want to get into the actual union stuff? Because I don't think anyone really cares about what I'm doing. I know we don't. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. Well, That's I guess not the, true. the we question is well will,
0: will the podcast continue or is this our final episode?
1: You're going to have to stay tuned to find out or not find out, I right? guess. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, also speaking of which, how is that, that project going, that special project you were working on, and we're going to like release the, that week about like a month ago?
1: Oh, I'm such a tease. I, I was I was saying I was working on it, and then I got kind of busy, and it didn't happen. So What this, project are we referring to? I'm not even sure. I this know. is the special project. Wink, wink. I
0: see, I see you follow our Twitter account.
1: I do. We tweet so infrequently it doesn't show up on my news feed.
0: Well, anyway... <laughs> Tony tweeted that he was working on a special project or or the podcast I should say tweeted it was working on a Uh-oh. special project to <laughs> back in mid December and I was very interested to see what that special project was only for it to never amount to anything I think it was yeah I don't think there was so, a
1: special project <laughs> it was to keep it was to keep the listeners like still focused on what we're doing try to keep people engaged so
0: so i guess the reason i bring it up 40 followers the reason i bring it up is because you know here we are talking about yeah yeah we'll work out the future podcast we'll work it out when tony
1: hasn't even done his special i was
0: gonna say so so basically this is our final episode
1: (laughs) i sure hope not but if we can figure out this skype situation i think we'll be okay or if one of Ryan or I can figure out how to hack into the email account and see all the applications for a new host, we might be okay. It's one of those things is I, I think what I like best about our podcast is I we only had one over-the-phone podcast, and it was good content, in my opinion, but the quality kind of sucked, and I think something I wanted to pride ourselves on was having good quality. We got somewhat nice mics here, and we all get together and do this, so it, it will be a little interesting to see what it'll be like overseas. Maybe I'll have to
0: figure it out. I don't know. Now, if only the actual content matched the, the audio <laughs> Yeah, quality. we're still
1: working on the content. We did have that breaking news uh, a couple <laughs> episodes <laughs> ago, or casts ago, as Ryan likes to say. I was just making fun of you, Brian. I know. I know. <laughs> no, Guys, I'm telling you, we have to be more positive about ourselves, as people have told us. So... We are a great
0: podcast. We are the best union fan podcast Our one listener thinks we do a decent job. Thanks, Tony's mom.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so uh, first union signing. Well, re-signing. Well, yeah, we'll go in order here. Charlie Davies. Woo, welcome back to the club. I I don't think any of us really thought he was going anywhere. Uh, I mean, he played half a season, not even half a season for us, and he had a lot going on when he came into the team, so I don't think that they were going to give those couple of games as his
0: you, when you, know. you traded away what a first round pick for him so it's kind of hard to cut him after what a whole Ryan. 12 minutes of
1: stealing my still my snippets over here
0: you steal my snippets every podcast
1: okay well i'm a hypocrite so charlie davies 2018 first rounder gone for him so uh i think it, was, it is a good thing we kept him now you go ahead thanks i had to get that in
0: I mean, you cut me off in like mid-sentence <laughs> To say what he had just said. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is there anything else you would like to add to that, Tony, before I, I, I give my opinion on it? Uh, well, you know what? I think Charlie Davies will have a good off
1: season and he'll get a good run out this season.
0: You know, Ryan, I think Charlie Davies <laughs> is gonna
1: have a good off season and he'll get a good run out. Yeah,
0: you know, that's fascinating that's a fascinating point, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. You know what, I'm just I'm just Walking away here,
1: no. It, in on all seriousness, because he came mid-season last year, right?
0: Uh, it was he late. He Came at the end of the summer.
1: Right. It was. So it was the end
0: of. Yeah. It was it was in right August. at the end of the. It transfer was right at window, the end of August. Right at the end of the transfer window. Yep.
1: Right. So he didn't really get a full off-season. And is he still coming back from injury and all that other? Not really. Stuff, he, the, he's pretty much. He had cancer. What he, well, he was. And then he had he like what cancer.
0: premature twins? I think right. Uh yeah. Oh, he had wow.
1: two premature twins. Um. So he at had the end of the season. So he definitely had
0: a lot of things going on, and mm-hmm. hopefully— A lot of life struggles. You would think that he's past all of that now, you know, God willing, knock on wood. Um, and, you know, in the past, he's been a very good striker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's never really recovered after that car accident. Man, I mean, when you sit back and think about it, he's really gone through a lot. Um, but the question, I guess, for our purposes is what's he going to bring to the 2017 union?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question, especially with some rumors that we'll get into later about the union looking for a striker, um, and if that becomes the case, essentially having three strikers on the roster in a one-striker system.
0: Let me ask you, is there any chance, do you think there's any chance that he emerges by the end of the year that he is our starting striker? Any chance of that? Probably not.
1: Well, it depends what the CJ project shows this season. I mean, it, so let's say let's say the union sign a striker. So that's one new signing. I'm writing this down here just for my my person. New striker. Two would be CJ. Three would be Herbs.
0: <laughs> We're just gonna give everyone a one syllable nickname. Herbs. And
1: four would be Davies. Right? That's two syllables, Tony.
0: So we just go Dave's. D. <laughs> D's.
1: Big D. Okay. Never mind. All uh, right. It didn't Dubs. come out right. Okay, sorry. So that would be four strikers in a one striker system. We'd either have to change the formation or move somebody as a trade piece, which could be possible when we're talking about your draft list down at the bottom, your GA stuff that we'll talk about later. Because, I mean, there would be no point of having four strikers. I mean, the depth would be nice, but I don't really want to get down to the four striker because that means the first three are having some issues.
0: But let's all right let's just assume CJ continues where he ended the season at and you know, maybe the new striker doesn't work out. You know, is there a chance that Davies becomes our starting striker? Do you see it at all?
1: Well, if CJ has a similar season to the past two seasons that he's had with us, uh, I would assume that we will definitely see a new striker getting worked into the rotation by the end of the season. He, He can't continue to start the season hot and then go cold for essentially three months and continue to, earn a starting job i don't think
0: yeah i, I no you're right and i guess the, maybe that's kind of why i'm asking the question because you know we've traded we traded granted it's a, a first round pick of the super draft so how important is that really in mls anymore but it's still you well, know we, we got we've got good good return on our first round draft picks before and we gave one of those up to pick up davies and he played all of like 15 minutes last year so, I mean, he had an assistant is, that time. That's obviously to trade line. to trade away a first-round draft pick for sort of an aging vet, you would think the team thought that they could do something with him more than just be a bench player. And it's it's so,
1: interesting because we talk about like we didn't the Alejandro Bedoya signing, we were kind of talking about maybe that might be a leftover. It doesn't really seem like an Ernie Stewart signing. This doesn't really seem like a Ernie Stewart move either.
0: Well, and uh, I guess it it does if you think Davies has a chance to return to where he was at some right. point. He, the point. Was, Cause he was... Because he was
1: down. It was a very cheap transfer for us. If,
0: even... Well, yeah. Sort of. Other than the first-round draft right. pick. But uh, he he was... I mean, he was he was a, a hot shot. He got in that car accident. Then he came back, struggled a bit, but sort of remade his career, mm-hmm. not as that fast athletic striker, but more as, as a smart sort of positional finisher... And he was doing all right. He actually had a couple good years in New England, and then he had the recent trouble. So, can he get back to where he was, you know, being a guy that can start at least spot games for you, and maybe he starts a third of the season up there if you need him? Mm -hmm. That's what I guess. My it's my question. Do you think that he can be that guy again? Yeah, I think so. I hope so.
1: Uh, I haven't haven't seen. We haven't seen enough of him to be able to kind of predict that, but I, I would like to hope. We've seen the front office, the coaching staff have seen that in him to keep him around.
0: Because I don't, I don't think you can play him anywhere else, right? I don't think he can play the win. No, like he's, he not, he's not going to play in the midfield. So if he's going to be worth the trading price, he's got he's to produce up top. So, I mean, it, it just seems that if we're going to have four strikers, again, assuming we sign some you know, foreign DP-type striker, it, it seems like it's going to be hard for him to kind of live up to that.
1: My, my issue comes in, there, there's two things. One is, I agree with Brandon here, I got his name right, when he, when he's talking about what the coaching staff sees, because we only get to see what is on Saturdays and the occasional Sunday. We don't get to see what happens in training or in practice. We don't get to see what happens in the film room or in rehab and all that. So I, I, I think that depends. I think another thing that depends here is, is the what you value of the Super Draft. If we are absolutely terrible as recent history, (laughs) the Super Draft is very important because we will have a high pick. We could be in the top five. I mean, how many years in a row now have we been top five or traded up for top five? A lot because we've been terrible. But if we have an amazing season, I'm not saying MLS Cup, but even last season where we made the playoffs, you're looking – Well, still 11 solid, but the better you do, the worse pick you're going to have, so it's going to have less value. So I'm thinking with that 2018 rounder, they're thinking, man, by then maybe we're going to be good, and that pick is dog doo-doo.
0: Yeah, maybe, and I also think that they think the Academy is going to be producing. I
1: would like to see what the Academy does. I mean, we haven't seen much of Derek Jones and all these guys. Trusty. Was it? Austin Uh Trusty. Oh, yeah, and Austin Trusty and all them other than what they've done in Bethlehem and quite frankly with this USL D2 D3 uh, NASL drama uh, I I don't know what that quality is compared to MLS I mean I do know but it's it's not MLS so we got to see how they can transform into that All right so the next signing is Giuliano Giuliano I think it's Giuliano but I, I'm th- not sure the agent I, I agent don't think you
0: should team. give him help I want to see him All try right, to work Tony, his way go through Go ahead we
1: signed the union, no, you know what, no. the union always picked, like these random guys. MLS just picks all the people that I can't pronounce their names, like Diego Perlaza. You
0: can do it, Tony. I got you this. can do it. All
1: right, I got this. Ready? Guiliano Wijnaldum. That was actually pretty good. I only know the last name. He was name practicing before we started recording. Though. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I only know the last name because his brother plays for Liverpool. So <laughs> maybe the genes are here. Who knows? But uh. He plays left back. He played for a few teams in uh, Holland, and then now he played. He got cut from a team in the German League Two, so should be quite interesting. However, Ernie Stewart was there when he was at AZ, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, I'm no expert on on the player, but you could say his name. Wijnaldum. No, 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 his first name. Giuliano.
1: Okay, well, I was just saying he was gonna have some We're trouble. We're going with one-syllable nicknames, perhaps Gilly,
0: or Gil, Jill. Gil, Gill. I'm no expert on on Gil. All right, <laughs> I'm not an expert on Gil, but you know he seemed to have had a, a decent year. What in 2012, 2013, when he started most uh, most of the games for Ed, Um did did well at least it seems that year. But really hasn't done much since, um, and highlighted by the fact that he had his contract terminated. In the summer uh, from a Bundesliga two team, so what are we really getting with the signing? He's a young player, but he's not that young, and he hasn't really produced much of late. I mean, I actually see him as very similar to Fabinho in the sense that Fabinho came from a pretty, an even weaker league in the the Australian league, where he basically was a washout of the Australian league, um, came here, and when he when he signs, my thought is, oh, he's just basically a bench warmer. He's depth. He's He's got no skills that will translate to MLS. And, you know, for the first three and a half years, I was right.
1: You didn't think going left would work in this league?
0: <laughs> but he's actually developed into a decent left back, and I'm definitely firmly entrenched on the Fabinho bandwagon.
1: We did it, everybody. We did it. We did it. Next is Brian Carroll. Yeah, next we're going to bring Ryan over to the Brian Carroll fan club. I like that.
0: Uh, he's much more likely to retire before I get there. But uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, so, I I mean, Gil may very well be a good – I'm sticking with it. I'm going to keep going with it for as long as we can take this one-syllable thing. Uh, bra and ta, huh, my fellow podcasters.
1: Boo. Boo.
0: Yeah, that was bad. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, if he does become a starting left back, I think it's probably years down the road. I see him – Basically, his depth as a bench warmer. I don't think he's going to beat out Fabinho on the left back roll, at least initially. Um, maybe he'll be good, uh, but I maybe he'll be good in time. But I I kind of question sort of the the websites that are already penciling him in as our starting left back.
1: He, here's what I like about him from the highlight videos I watch now. The
0: that- one, the one, the one video of the one game, right?
1: The one highlight video, but here, here's the thing with highlight videos—you always got to take them with a grain of salt because, I mean, you could take my Susquehanna Township highlights and make me look like a save god, even though we went one in seventeen and lost thirteen nothing to Lower Dolphin. So, honestly, you know, I, I think he has pace, and I've seen some good things in those highlight videos. But where it's how do we rate Fabinho? I mean, that veteran depth—well, not veteran depth. He's the only veteran on the <laughs> defense. I was I was talking about it earlier with uh, the guys before the podcast, and Fabinho's, what did I
0: say? Thirty four years old. The next oh week, he's not that old. I think he's like thirty one.
1: Thirty one. Okay, he's still in
0: the threes. I now mean, well, on, the, on the Brian Carroll timeline, he's got half his career left.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so, you're so mean. no no that's, that wasn't that that's, a that's not that's
0: not a negative comment. He Brian Carroll's thirty six.
1: Yeah, that's him? not half a career.
0: Well, Fabinho, all right, fine, a third of a career. Is that better, Brandon?
1: It's closer. What do they call him, like a rude warrior? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, the next youngest think it was guy. old warrior. The, the next <laughs> oldest guy 26. on the defense is 26, Ray Gattis. So <laughs> He doesn't even start. He doesn't start. So then we have Tribbett, 21, uh, is he twenty one? Yeah, he's twenty
0: one. I, I was just impressed that you know everyone's age. He oh, looked it well, up right just, before I was just we got started. At
1: it. I, I saw him. Yeah, he looked it. He looked it up right before we got started. And right. uh, long story now, short, I'm less impressed. <laughs> oh, good one. Now, long story short, it's a super young back line. I was trying to look at the stats for youngest team, and it didn't come out yet, obviously. But I just <laughs> with a twenty six year old goalie as well, you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing. I. I've always been kind of like I, I realized that the inexperience is kind of it's cost us a few games and um, perhaps a chance at a better playoff seed and all that. Um, but I think these guys are going to develop into a lot of really good talent in the back. Um, but kind of getting back on track to the the Gill subject. How
0: how old is Win Album? 20, he's twenty six. Okay. Right. So I mean he's basically in the 20, middle of his uh, career. twenty four
1: maybe. Then I thought he was. I like thought 22. he was a little bit older. All right, well, a- I might be thinking of somebody we'll discuss during the room. We're going to take a, a little pause here for a fact check. Pardon us. All right, because we like to be factually correct on this news outlet. It He is 24 years old. So he's adding a little bit of quote-unquote veteran depth to our backline. Um, and a lot of – I know there were some websites and stuff saying, oh, he's going to be the starter right away. I don't think that's the case. Um but I definitely I definitely could see a scenario where towards the end of the season with Fabinho getting older and getting towards the end of his contract he's gonna compete for that spot um, and Ernie and, and Jim said it in their interviews that you know they don't, they bring guys in to compete they don't bring guys in that they think are just gonna warm the bench um, and they, they saw a lot of physicality in his play and think he'll be a good fit for our team in MLS
0: yeah my response to that though is like what do you expect them to say Right. Well, I mean, yeah, would you, yeah, I guess would you sign true. for a team that said, oh, yeah, we're just going to you're just going to be a bench player. You know, you might play 10 minutes this year. You're not going to sign for that team. And, and you, you know, are the is the fan base going to get excited if you say, yeah, we just, we just signed this guy for depth. Like, no, come on, like Kevin Kratz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I, I think that there is a I very think, well,
1: being 24 and our other left back is 31. Um, in my he very could be uneducated opinion. A lot longer than Fabinho will be from this point in time moving forward and developed as our ne- next starting left back.
0: I understand what you're saying, but what I what I think I'm saying um, is you that don't know what you're saying. I know what I'm saying. Okay. There's a, there's a less than there's a less than five percent chance he's our starting left back based even on by the end of the season. Even by the end of the season, wow. and he may I mean he may play some, but I think if you're looking towards the future, if you're hoping that he's going to develop into your left back. I think what you're going to find by the end of the year, you're going to want to go out and get a left back, and he's going to stay the backup.
1: I, heard, I, I mean, I actually,
0: I actually think Gaddis probably would beat him out, yeah. probably for. I left did out. see,
1: oh, I did bro. see one kind of interesting or funny uh, theory or scenario that you know later in the season, as our guys, our left wing, our le- whole left side of the field is older. You got Chris Pontius on the left wing, and then you got Fabinho, as they start to, you know, need some breaks later in the season, you bring uh gill in at left back and push fabinho up to left wing
0: <laughs> that well fabinho did he was a winger when yeah. he was younger when he played in australia he was a winger so that that make there's some sense there and i will also add that i think it's very unlikely that pontius goes another year without injury so i think that there's probably a, yeah knock on wood for sure but i think that there is a there's there's a chance that you do see that yeah although you know I would very much hope that maybe we could put Bedoya over on that side if Pontius is out versus Fabinho as, as a winger. Cause well, yeah,
1: I think there's definitely if you're going left wing depth chart, Fabinho is probably pretty low on it. You got CJ and Herbers that could float out there, especially if we get a new striker. You've got, like you said, Bedoya. You've got Elsino who could play probably either side. So, I think Fabinho is pretty low on that list of next up left wings.
0: So overall, I mean, are we are we not? What do we what do we think on uh, on Wiganalthem here? Are we excited? Are we just wait and see? Are we blah? I mean, I, I guess I would say I'm kind of on the blah.
1: I'm more on the excited side. Um, if you're putting you know wait and see right in the middle, I'd, I'd lean a little bit towards more excited. I, I like new players coming in. I, I'm always excited to see how they do.
0: Mr. Westham.
1: Uh, I'm <laughs> actually pretty excited about this. To be completely honest with you. Okay. Cause why? Because he's
0: a Euro snob, and this is a European guy. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I'm excited. Hey, can you imagine
0: if we signed like some bench warmer from West Ham? How excited he would be!
1: <laughs> no, see, here, here, here's my thing is because I like Fabinho. I've always been a Fabinho. what it would be the word apologist? You know, everyone hops on his back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's good. He does the same left side move, but he, he, I, I like him. But I would like to go younger on the outside and experience on the inside. Uh, I, I don't like having two 22 year olds on the inside as your center backs even if they are ready to start i would like to have young guys on the outside like keegan and this new this new cat and then have an experienced center back along with yarrow or well, Mark. perhaps we could push fabinho into center back <laughs> I'm, I'm done with you guys i swear <laughs> to gosh i swear so let's talk about well do we have anything else to say about g why i'm not even gonna Gil. just say gill but that's, because what if Gilly, it's like Giuliano? I um, think it's Giuliano. All right, now we just sound ridiculous. This is we that, always sound this ridiculous. This is perfect that none of us listened to the interview when the, they talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the issue is the next segment, when we start talking about strikers, this Icelandic dude, gosh, help me, please. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any help. I'm just excited to hear it. Well, I kind of wrote it down here as a, uh, almost how it's pronounced. I think it's Colbyn Sigthorsen.
0: Yeah, well, why don't, why don't you take a step back before we get there and maybe kind of talk about how this all came about. For people that maybe aren't listening to every single tweet from everybody, uh, explain why you're talking yeah. about... Uh, I guess some people have real jobs while well.
1: I sit there on Twitter all day. So um, so this all came about is because the union are, like, super tight-knit right now. I mean, how many rumors have we... I, I mean, half these rumors that we're going to talk about today, we came up with. <laughs> 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 I can say that the Sigthorsen rumor came from an article from another country in Europe somewhere no, it
0: came from an MLS um, armchair analyst oh, okay um, um, soccer but it was uh, referencing
1: an, it was referencing a story it referencing overseas the Italian something or another or is that somebody else right, I think the- we may be creating more rumors here <laughs> all right while y'all look that up I have something to say here how Not- tacky is it that MLS makes their own transfer rumors that just irks my boat. I can't think of anything else appropriate to say without bleeping it out because the more stuff I swear, the more time it takes me to edit this podcast. So honestly, I cannot absolutely stand these fakeo transfer rumors on the actual actual website. You know who also does that? West Ham. And it's embarrassing and it's a joke. Okay. You,
0: you prefer the transfer rumors that come from three guys sitting around a kitchen table just looking stuff up on the internet?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> How can I'm actually you- looking up what I'm going to eat for lunch. <laughs>
0: How can you? How on earth? Brandon dedicated to the podcast as always.
1: How can you watch a video? No, now you just got me all mixed up. No. <laughs> how how can an official website be a transfer news outlet? Like they're putting up rumors here. Well, it's well, a. It, of course, it, they know the rumors. They get the discovery claims and they get the. Well, that's files what I'm saying. If MLS does the contracts, how can this be a rumor? Now I tweeted MLS transfers. Because I got so annoyed. And good guy or female, I don't know who runs the account because they never say. Either way. Either way. They said that the social media team probably does not have the actual information. I, I, I still think it's bizarre coming I'm sure. from the official news outlet rumors. I'd be like if the Premier League was – now, because you're a snob, Tony. I'd be like if the Premier there League was is. putting out like random facts, everybody like, what in the actual F is this? I mean, it's just, it's a joke in my opinion. I like the MLS. I, I'm not like that Euro snobby, but I just think it's really embarrassing. Well, you know, for a league that is, in compared to other sports leagues in this country, very young and still building their fan base. I mean, they have a loyal fan base now, but they're still building and they're expanding into new markets. They, uh, they need to keep the buzz going, especially in the off season. So I kind of, I see what they're doing and I understand it. Do I agree with it? Not as much, but then you have to have somebody else that's a very reliable source that's going to be doing all this that people will pay attention to. Well, they're pumping out articles every year. Not only, I just don't even know how you can even trust it, and this is why I say that, is, yeah, they put out normal rumors for like the teams, and then they throw out some random – Lionel Messi says he wants to play in MLS in 2027. Or Cristiano Ronaldo can says – Can we he's sign him? No. <laughs> no, we don't have that kind of money. That's not money ball, Ryan. Or it says no. like Renato will go to th- thinks about LAFC or whatever in 2019. I, I mean, they just throw out these random well, stuff. Well, we're getting very, very dangerously close to me bringing up my entire giant league conspiracy theory about how much they love the teams in New York and LA. And well, of Seattle, course they do. That's and they not hate a everybody conspiracy else. Theory. And if you have a U.S. men's national team player who's like a success, then they like you. But everybody else can go just play soccer and pick up soccer with Chicago. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's true. It, there, it goes a lot deeper than that. So let's move on back to okay. the. Ryan, did you find out what we, you were looking for? We are for? so
0: far off off topic here. I was I was just wanted to confirm um, that it was Matthew Doyle who oh, was. Oh. Who, who wrote that um, who I guess referred to the article and then basically suggested that I think what Vancouver and, Vancouver and Union Philly. could be two potential landing spots. He but, would
1: probably choose Vancouver because he's used to the cold.
0: I don't know. He does have the connection with Ernie. That's true. He does. Um, so, anyway, um, Do I, I actually have a couple.
1: Analysis there.
0: Well, I have some things to, to add. First, what I wanted to say was, you know, <laughs> yay back to Tony waking up. It's on a podcast unless we get a Tony rant. So, I'm happy to see <laughs> that we have a Tony rant. Um, and then, uh, so good. Thank you. Um, uh, that rant had far fewer swear words than the previous rant. Yeah, no. Well, we're in preseason form. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, I, I think. So, are we are we going to talk about just Sigerson, or are we going to talk about uh, all sort of the potential strikers in this segment? I well, since we have st- a
1: name with the first one, let's start there. I think, we, okay. since we have an
0: actual right. name, we Here, go here's down. what I what I think That's about. As Ben just said, Here, here's what I think about Sigerson. Um, Is that how you pronounce it? Sigerson? I, you don't
1: pronounce the th Sig Thorsen? Yeah, I sound like an idiot when I say it that when way. But you I, told me to say it.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm not a. I'm no expert. I'm expert. not an expert on on Icelandic names.
1: All right, so we're gonna go with Kobe and Sig. So, so we're just gonna call him Sig. How, how about? Yeah, how about Sig? Sig? Yeah. Sig. Sig. I like Sig. that. Right. Mr. Hey,
0: Siggy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Siggy Schmidt. All, right, all right. So uh, there's gonna be a, We're gonna talk about a list of potential striker rumors or targets. And I think what you're going to find out is that Sig is the top. It's the top guy on the list. He's going to be the best striker. He's going to be the most expensive one that we could bring in. I think he is doable. Um, I think transfer Mark had him um, valued somewhere around um, originally, um, I don't know, five million or something like that. But his value is now down to like three million. So he's he's definitely he's at the probably the top of our strange yeah but he's he's potentially doable especially if we can negotiate him down right you know if you think uh, the way i thought about it is we have let's assume that uh sugarman's sale to net about a million dollars his sale of stock gives us a million we have about 800,000 in tam we're getting from the league so that's close to two million you know we probably have some other money that i'm not accounting for so let's say we have Hot dog nation sales. So, so let's just say we have about two million to go out and, and splash on a striker. Maybe Sugarman's got a little bit more money that he throws in. Maybe we can get to two and a half. You know, if we could negotiate that three million down to two and a half, um, or somewhere a little bit lower than that, that's possible. And, and certainly, um, his value is down because you know he didn't really play Gattler say at all. So um, you know, there's. I what think team was that? Gattler say. I'm pretty sure it's Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Uh, well, Galatasaray. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know Icelandic names, but that one I know. All right, the well, Turkish super club there. Well, then that's that's my bad. But um, <laughs> oh, we forgive...
1: finally got Ryan. We got him. All right. <laughs>
0: forgive me. Forgive me for not knowing how to pronounce Turkish teams. Um, anyway, Middle Eastern snob. Yeah, basically, they're not in the Middle East. Well, it's they're in like Europe. That. It's I mean, Europe yeah, snob. they're. In Europe. Anyway, okay. let's, let's – let's, so I think – yeah, I think he's definitely – he would be – of the list we're going to talk about, he is definitely the number one you want to get. Um, the downside to getting him um, is that you're going to spend all your money on him. And then you don't have any – you really don't have anything to build up other positions. So what I don't like about going to try and get him is that I think we have, gr- we have a great needed striker, don't get me wrong – but we have other positions of need, and I would rather spend half that money on a striker and half that on a different position, like an attacking mid, to try and shore those both positions up a little bit versus trying to get a really good guy at one spot. So that's my take on it. I, I would say pass. Interesting.
1: Do you have any pa- pass or stay? Or oh, I, think, I think if we have the opportunity, I think we should sign him. I, I disagree with Ryan. Uh, I, I realize it's a little bit. High up in ceiling for our price range, but I think he would, um, it would definitely be the biggest uh, signing that the union have ever had. And I think it, he would turn out to be one of the best players that we've ever signed.
0: He would be one of the best strikers um, in MLS. Would, he,
1: yeah, and that's what was our problem last year? Strikers not scoring. So I think we bring him in, that might solve some of our problems.
0: But is – but. Is, it, is the fact that our strikers weren't scoring solely the fact that CJ became a terrible player? Or did it become the fact that our midfield was just terrible at getting on the ball into any area where he could score?
1: I, I, I'm going to go with my, – my, my thought here is if he turns out to be a stud and we signed him, right, and we spent all that money, do you think that the defense wouldn't be as much of an issue because the game – might not be as close. I'm not saying he's going to score 40 goals this season. But if, they, if we relieve some stress that was on the defense and Andre Blake. at the I mean, how many games did Andre Blake or the defense, even if it was a young defense that made mistakes, Andre Blake was an absolute god last year. How many games did 1-0 games or 2-1 games did he save us?
0: Now, I agree with you in the sense that I think the first half of the season, it wasn't really the fact that our defense was awesome. It was that our midfield played so much better and the defense wasn't stressed like it was in the second half of the year. Right. So, you know, we lose Naguera, the, the, the midfield really takes a step back and we're under pressure in all those games. So that's, it's, I guess, kind of where I'm coming from, which is I think the problem is more the fact that the midfield fell apart last year I, don't get me wrong, C.J. did not play well at all, and I don't think he put himself in the position to score. I think he just basically shut down and uh, lost all confidence. So we definitely need a different striker up there, or at least C.J. to get his form back. Um, but I also think part of the problem is that the midfield was doing nothing to help the attack. And right. um, so, I mean, is, if you put another striker in there, like I've been I think throughout this year on this podcast saying we should be starting Herbers up top because he make he moves you know CJ stands lines up against the center backs, gets beat up and doesn't move Herbers is always moving into space right channels and stuff. yeah and yeah. trying to open up lanes for people so um, you know if 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 Herbers was starting up there maybe maybe we would do better but if if you don't have a playmaker that's really connecting passes and 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 and, and opening up, not opening up lanes, but basically connecting on the passes once the lanes are open doesn't matter if we have Ibrahimovic up there if he's never seen the ball.
1: Right, a good attacking mid would draw out defenders as well and give the striker a little more space, so I'm agree with you there. So, you went pass. Brandon went, yes. I'm going to take the middle road and say <laughs> let's wait and see. There's a surprise. <laughs> well, let's look at our other options that we have written down here. So, I believe... Let's go with the next half-official rumor. So that's going to be the English striker situation because Stephen Goff? Yeah. Did I say that? You is did that say who that, was? that, right. Okay. You Let should probably get his Twitter r- handle. It's a real tough one to pronounce, Tony. All right. Do you have it written there because I, I don't pause <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The Twitter account for Stephen Goff, is the wa- he's the Washington Post reporter, and his handle is at Soccer Insider. So give that a look.
0: And what did he tweet, Tony?
1: Oh, now, now I can't even find the actual tweet. Jesus, I got to do everything around here, I guess, don't I? You are the host. I won't. I don't call myself a host. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm it's pretty not, sure you called yourself the host.
1: Did I really call? No, no. I don't think it's actually a host. It's
0: more so like the. Well, maybe you can went. get Brandon to help you Adam. Is he just playing a game?
1: No, he's looking up. So uh, one of those like. T- those food twitter things that are like 15 seconds that don't show the am actual recipe. Simply scrolling through Facebook and f- just so you know, I can figure out how to cook something just by watching. I don't need an actual recipe. All right. So, the
0: actual I'll tell my wife that. All
1: right, in quotes, the actual tweet said the union are possibly signing an English striker. Woo. Yeah. So, that wasn't the actual quotes, but I'm sure it was something along those lines. Brandon I mean, oh, gosh. I did it again. Oh, <laughs> Ryan come has, on. Ryan, has, I mean, you both look kind of the same. <laughs> no, we don't. Ryan has, like, a list of some ideas over there, and uh, I would consider Ryan to be our soccer insider on this side here because he always comes up with these brilliant lists and does these number crunching. So what are your uh, – skip the Xs for time purposes, but what do you got on there for ideas and possibilities?
0: Well, what I did was – I mean, the first two thing I did. The first thing I did was I looked up the two strikers who have also been, whose names have been rumored to go along with this tweet, and that's that Patrick Mumford and that Abadeo Akinfura guy. Akinfenwa. Um, Akinfenwa. I'm sorry, Akinfenwa. I apparently have not written the name. I've not spelled the name correctly in my paper. Well, he's the beast. The beast. And if you've actually, if you've ever listened to Men in Blazers, he's been he's been interviewed on that, I believe. Well, yeah, because um, he's like the this big, square, massive dude. He, He's got a 98 strength rating in, in FIFA. Unfortunately, that's the only rating he's got because everything <laughs> else is like in the red. So um, I doubt uh, Akin Fenwa. Yeah, there you go. Akin Fenwa will be coming to the union. Um, he would probably be our fifth striker on, on our list of, of four out of five or something.
1: So Hypocrite Tony is at it again because half of me gets annoyed at these MLS rumors on the actual MLS site. However, I am about to bash that. The article that Union Rumors tweeted because that's from MLS Soccer Italia, and they're about as credible as three guys sitting around doing a podcast. So, I'm not sure what we can take from those actual names, but what are the other names on your list? So you have Akinfenwa and, and the, so Benford. the other
0: yeah the other the other name that uh, was in the tweet was Patrick Bumford, mm-hmm. um, Bamford, B A M um, F O R D. He's uh, 23 years old. He's a young um, english player that's basically part of that chelsea um buy and loan out program <laughs> um you know he, he looks like he had um a lot of upside when he was younger although he's recently had some career troubles um his la- last loan spell hasn't worked out so well for him so there's a lot of talk about him trying to get his career back on track and i think that's probably why he's rumored to just basically go somewhere else so i don't know that there's anything union specific here but he seems to me he's valued about five million, although that would be much lower um, because his, his recent loan spell hasn't done well. Um, he seems like a Jack Mack clone to me. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, if if I'm not sure that that's the type of striker we would be looking for, but I'm, when when you look through sort of his attributes, he seems very much like Jack McInerney.
1: So I see on that list there, and I didn't put them on folks just for the record. You have two former West Hammers on.
0: Well, I mean, w- sort of what I did for the podcast was just kind of look through um, some English strikers that play in England um, to just see what what we might be able to get if we had, say, the $2 million that I was estimating. You know, what, right. what options are out there. And what I think you're looking at is you're looking at uh, a number of Champions League-level strikers who are probably in the last year of their contract. Value-wise, that's what we could probably get the for the money. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Tony's probably already very familiar with names, or if not, he should be, because pretty soon those are the guys his team, West Ham, will be playing against.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. And I think... That, <laughs> That's just so rude, I, I guess, man. I guess what I would... Without going through all the boring details on it... Um, Thank you. Going through... Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> what, what I would say is for about $2 million, what you're going to get... I don't, I don't necessarily think you're going to get that much better than what we have in MLS. You know, you're going to get guys that are, at best, probably equivalent to what we have, um, now CJ's certainly taken a dip in form, but I mean, the guys you're going to bring in aren't going to be major upgrades. So I'm not sure how this is kind of, if you're going to go the route, um, that I was talking about where you try and improve a position sort of 50% and then improve another position 50% that you're probably looking at one of these guys and then maybe a, a midfielder to go with it.
1: And as, as much as I, I, I absolutely love England, obviously, I, I I think English strikers are very overrated Uh, I think the English how many just look at the Premier League how many starting strikers are English not many well right what I'm saying is if you look at the transfer market just in the Premier League in general I mean you look at English players are twice the value and half the half the talent I guess of some foreign players I, I think similar you have to take a look into the fact that that's also because of their their rules of player acquisition Same in the MLS, we have to have X amount of U.S. guys on the roster, and we have to have no more than X amount of foreign players. What's the international number? Seven, I believe? We currently, the union currently, have seven international roster spots. Um, Getting back into my conspiracy theory, when someone like L.A. or New York wants to sign a new foreign player, it almost seems like the league comes up with a new rule that somehow grants them an international spot. But it was more t- so. I agree with you, and the reason I bring that up is because look at uh, the value of Bedoya. Okay, we paid I think we paid a lot of money for Bedoya, we paid a lot of money for Edu, which are two <coughs> solid to average U.S. men's national team players. Right? Well, I think that we could have found average guys for half the cost that do the same thing.
0: If they weren't U.S. men's national team players,
1: right? So we played. We paid a premium for them.
0: Correct. Right. So in, in this is the, what you're talking about is Moneyball, which you profess to hate. <laughs> just, just bringing that up, by the way.
1: No, I don't profess to hate Moneyball. I just. Profess- I'm pretty
0: sure he said he hates Moneyball.
1: Okay, I do hate Moneyball, but there's a difference between Moneyball and being a cheapo than overpaying for no reason. I, I, I think there's a difference there. And when you pay a random premium for U.S. men's national team players that aren't even all that, like, I'd, I'd pay for the Dempsey's. Or I'd pay for the, the Landon's when he was a full team, or the Josie Altador, or the Michael Bradley. I'd pay for them. Those guys are the studs. The Tim Howard's the...
0: But you don't think Bedoya's a stud? No. Don't oh, tell ouch. Bedoya that. I think he's a I'd solid... I disagree with you he's there. He's a
1: solid player that I'd want on my team at an average MLS salary, but I don't want him... I don't think he's a dp stud i mean well i hope he proves you wrong this season oh, i think no. he will i want to be proved wrong and uh, well, he's gonna be he's gonna do well, much I guess better I, this season. no you know what tony's gonna be able to go through the whole season still thinking that bedoya sucks because he's not gonna be able to watch any of the games i never said bedoya sucks i just said <laughs> yeah I, i'm
0: pretty sure you said he sucks well,
1: no, I didn't say we that. all heard it tony no I didn't why say why that.
0: do you hate bedoya so much tony you guys, suck. <laughs> you guys are the ones who suck.
1: No. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I just don't think he's the designated player that I want to build my team around. However, at the same time, I do have to, everyone has to remember it is MLS. So you're not going to get the... There's the Euro snob. No, that's not the Euro snob. That's just the the way the league is. You're not going to have the Paul Pogba of the world. You're not going to have the Ronaldo. So I guess if Bedoya is the guy you're going to build around, great. (laughs) That was a really (laughs)
0: resounding endorsement. In his head, he's already over in England. No, stop.
1: No, I still love the U.N. Getting ready to get in a brawl with some other supporter section. What? Because their team's losing, and that's all they got. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Either way, so back to English strikers. Long story short, uh, I wouldn't say pass. I just would say for the right price.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's probably someone at a contract over there you can get and bring in. I just don't know. I'm not convinced that any of them are going to come in and be in, you know, be immediately written in at the top of the depth chart.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't think so either. Or at least anybody in our price range.
0: Okay. So you want to talk about the last sort of rumor that's out there?
1: The defense or Aaron Johansson. Well, you just spoiled the <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Let the cat out of the bag. Ryan's cat Ryan. is now out of the bag. <laughs> Ryan keeps his cats in a bag? How (laughs) disgraceful. They like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the the other possibility that that people have been talking about. And they're not my cats. The people that we've been talking about is Aaron Johansson, who just got off of injury, and he's probably doing rehab now. I don't think he's been playing yet. But uh, he was with Ernie at AZ. He is a U.S. men's national team player.
0: And he's someone whose value has definitely taken a hit with recent injury. I mean, from $4 million down to probably about two and a half. he's right in that range where he is potentially grabbable.
1: And if he wanted to use MLS or the Union to revamp himself, it would be a pretty good idea. I mean, if he's the top quality and can prove it, then great. That's great for the Union and his career. I don't see why riding the pine at some European team. And that, Seriously, I don't get why some of these guys – are so about, I mean, I love watching European soccer, but if I was a player, I wouldn't want to ride the pine. I'd rather play in MLS or play in a lower league in Europe or play in Africa or somewhere where I can get game time, not actually Africa. I, wish, say, I, I wouldn't want to play I in Africa. <laughs> but I would want to go somewhere where I can get game time and prove, like, hey, I'm not going to <laughs> Like, I'm an actual good soccer player.
0: Yeah, the downside is to get him, we're paying the premium probably. Right. If if not transfer-wise, we're going to be paying uh, salary-wise. He's going to come here. He's going to want a lot of money to come. I'm sure because he could get it. Flip side of that,
1: uh, he's a former U.S. men's national team player, potential to make the roster again once he's healthy. So the league will pay more attention to us. My, my question
0: is this, so what if... So, so can we finally climb to the top clubs in your conspiracy theory? Will they finally make rules for us? Well,
1: we have Bedoya, we have Adu, we have Johansson. If Keegs or Pontius are regulars in the U.S. men's national team camp, maybe. So, so my, But we're not a big market, so probably not. If we moneyball this, because everyone loves moneyball, if the union paid the premium now and invested in Johansson, and he turns out to be an absolute stud... We could probably sell them for two or three times what we paid, right?
0: Yeah, although MLS takes like a big chunk of that when we sell them on, so I think they take a third of what we would ever sell him. So if we want to make a profit on him, say we buy him for two and a half, we would have to be able to sell him for enough of a markup that we get a, th- you know, that essentially two thirds of that is more than two and a half.
1: So essentially, he'd have to play for two seasons for us, be an absolute stud, sell him for six, y- like and then yeah, we get four. So we made yeah,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: Yay math. So the last thing I want to talk about, well, let's say pass or not pass. What would the opposite of pass sign?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to – I, I kind of would have to say I, I could kind of pass on him as well because for the same reason. Um, you know, he would be – he's the second best striker on our list. But we would have to spend all our money on him, and we wouldn't be able to improve the other positions that I think are more – or at least as important. So I yeah, I'm
1: actually, I'm actually on the pass on this one too. Now that I said that, he's probably the guy we signed. But. <laughs> I mean, I'll be
0: thrilled if we yeah, sign him. But. I agree.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with pass just because I half-passed on Sig Thorsen, or Sig, I guess we were going to call him, because I keep pronouncing his name wrong. Uh I agree. I don't want to spend all my money in one place unless it's a legit Here's here's killer. an idea. I just had an idea thinking about Sig. There, um, last year we had the Bedoya box. If we sign him, they can have an electronic promotion. Have it be the e Sig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that may be the only good joke you've ever heard out of this uh, podcast. That was actually pretty. That was pretty dang good.
1: Thank you. I was proud of that one. He's literally been sitting all right. here all night I'm trying out. to find a joke. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Um, since we're running here on time, let's uh, quickly go through the last two segments. Defense. We had, I've been talking about. Well, I guess everyone's been talking about a uh, CB veteran because I talk about how I hate our super young inside center backs. Well, I guess there's no other center backs Well, I think one. I think
0: you see that most MLS teams that have a, a good defense have a young athletic center back that they pair with a more experienced veteran center back that's more positionally disciplined. The Union have two very good athletic center backs, probably maybe two of the most athletic center backs in the league.
1: Mark but, yeah. yeah.
0: But they don't really have a veteran that can kind of sit down and sort of help direct the defense, right? With a young goalkeeper, yeah. um, you really don't have anyone there. So um, we would love to see, like what I think, like a, a Perinelle from New York Red Bulls, like someone that can kind of sit back and really lead the defense. The, downs- the problem is if we're going to spend all our money on a striker, which you know we are, uh, then we have no money for a center back. So we're not going to go out and get someone from the European market. So we're looking at maybe MLS free agents. So, so
1: here's the list of free agents that I came up with, a.k.a. Ryan came up with and I'm <laughs> taking credit for. At uh, for least he cited you as a source in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> nice. Thanks.
1: I will say I've done some very good investigative work for will the you, Shady you Side you put podcast. my Twitter handle up? Uh, list Ryan, <laughs> don't actually look it up because it's not there. So the first one on the list is Nat Borchers, 35 years old, and a article, a article, an article from the Portland Tribune on 12-12-16 talked about how he is recovering from an, a torn Achilles tendon. That probably doesn't feel good, and probably is a long recovery road. Um,
0: and um, no guarantee that he ever comes back you know to be the player that he was right, right. So, even if
1: he was to come
0: back yeah so, so if you if you if you're looking to sign him it, it's definitely a big gamble now the positive side is if he does come back Borchers has been one of the best center backs in the leagues for the last you know 8 plus years
1: and he's extremely smart yeah he's a extremely smart veteran and has a dope beard
0: so i mean yeah. it, it, if you sign him one and of he the comes best back in the league probably if, if you sign him and he comes back he's your starter
1: Oh, easily like- so the other another idea we had here was uh, David Horst. Uh, he's from Schuylkill County, PA. It's pretty go Pine Grove. <laughs> and I believe on his Wikipedia page it was Houston was in the picture. Did you remember? Was that his last team?
0: His last team was Houston. Yes. All right. Cool.
1: Then I got that right.
0: Um, yeah, he had been a backup for a long time. Became a starter, I think, um, the last year or was, so. Was he the one done that pretty we well? Up the salary on $91,000. thousand. Ninety one yeah. yeah. So he's cheap. He's cheap, but he's. Us. He does have starting experience. Um, he's big, he's really big. Um,
1: well, that would be great to go with the 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 Yaro or the Marquez. He's slow though, right? The, he's that slow. Can track the speedster. Um, it didn't really have much injury related news on him because the other. No, the I, think pretty, I think he's pretty. I think he's healthy. He's healthy. Yeah. He's just free agent at this point. Next sur- next surgery. Next idea was Clarence Goodson from San Jose, who is now a free agent. However, I looked in the injury situation there he had successful back surgery in July
0: yeah he is the biggest risk of the bunch um you know he's potentially his career is potentially over with that back surgery so he maybe he comes back but I I doubt he would ever come back to be the player that he was now I mean keep in mind Clarence Goodson is a former U.S. men's national team defender so he definitely. I mean, he's he's tall. He's defense. He's some got
1: very good strikers in his day. Yeah,
0: he's got the pedigree. Um, the, the the issue is, does he have anything left?
1: I think the positive there, though, is with Nat Borchers and Clarence Goodson, is you could use, not to be a jerk, you could use the injury as a bargaining chip almost, rather because two of those guys, one's. A, MLS, CB of the year, multiple times, in Borchers, and Clarence Goodson. If you're US Goodson, Men's though,
0: like, do you even want to come back and play again? Because potentially, oh, well, if, you're, if, be you, if you're having back surgeries, I mean, another you take a bad hit and your back's done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, I'm not even sure that Goodson is, is an option, but you know, he's a name that's out there.
1: Let's say they want to come back. Okay. Or, or on the scenario they want I to agree, come back, I agree. you could use that as a bargain. Generally.
0: I would say he's probably the bottom of the four that you're looking at.
1: And last but not least, Darius Barnes from the New England Revolution. Yeah,
0: recently let go from the Revolution. Mm-hmm. He uh, had a history of being sort of an athletic center back, um, has played well at, at, for periods of time, um, has been, I think, has started a number of games for, for the Revolution, but it's never been sort of, you know, he's never been anything other than an Ex- average center back, probably. Right. He's
1: solid, but he's not exceptional because, honestly, and if
0: he's, he was. He's 30 years old now. <coughs> Um, I'm not sure what his salary is. I don't think his salary is as friendly as maybe Horst. Um, so, of the list. Of the four, so I would can take we go Horst. Horst? Yeah. That's what I would go, Brandon. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think Horst would be the way to go there. I think he's the lowest risk, as we were talking about, um, with potentially the highest ceiling as well. I think he could actually. I, I, I might actually agree with that. I mean, yeah, Nat Borchers, if he was the player that he was to come back, but even still. He's 35 years old. It's
0: going to be a lot more expensive, too. You're not going to be able to sign him like you're going to be able to sign David Horst for nothing. Exactly.
1: So I I think if we're all in agreement here, which makes for bad podcasts rather than (laughs) arguments, uh, David (laughs) Horst would be our go-to guy there. Uh, He's my pick. And and again, just so everyone's aware, these uh, defender discussions are coming out of absolutely nowhere. If you (laughs) want to consider these rumors, this would be the start of the rumor, us discussing this. well, that was the goal of the podcast—be three guys
0: sitting around. <laughs>
1: it's it's They're silly season. First swear right? of the season. <laughs> yeah,
0: what so. I mean, what else are you going to talk about with the union? Because there's uh, right. nothing going yeah. on. There well,
1: really, yeah, not much. Uh, I think we were talking about before we started recording how uh, tight the front office has been in terms of not letting any leaks out, rumors, things like that. And um, like you know, that. as much as it sucks for the fans because we love, you know, in the off season to be able to talk about stuff, I think. And this has been discussed to death in other places. You want that from a front office that everybody's bought in. and Yeah, if only, if
0: only the Philadelphia Union could be nice to us fans and start their own transfer rumors like, Paige. You know, then then, then, then no. all us fans could, could could pay attention to what's going on in the offseason. Hashtag
1: no. come on, you irons.
0: No. You guys suck.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So last, let's uh, briefly touch on the draft that you said was on
0: this upcoming Friday. So, well, yeah, I think the draft's on January thirteenth, so yep. it leaves this upcoming. It's this upcoming Friday, depending on when Tony actually puts the podcast out. It
1: right. could be. It so, could be this past Friday. I was going to say, case, yeah, yeah, We're going to sound like idiots talking about who the union should take.
0: So, so basically, you know, I hope the draft went well. Um, I hope everyone had fun watching it, and uh, hopefully, we got some good players. Too
1: bad, it wasn't in Philly this year. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, let's actually talk
1: about the draft instead of bashing Tony here. <laughs> the number 11 overall pick in the MLS draft was the unions, and we moved it to Chicago in exchange for the top allocation spot for Alejandro Badoya. Um, I think that was a good move, and the reason I say that is 11... It, it's almost what I talked about earlier. Where do you value the draft? If your team is dog crap, then your pick is going to be high and you could get a solid player in the draft. And like we said, we've drafted fairly well on some very good players. Um, Or I'm not
0: not too worried about trading the pick. Um, You know, we got Bedoya. It was, it was a lot to give up for him, but we, you know, we really wanted him. And the super draft is not, it's not the NFL draft. It's not impossible to move up from the second round to the first round, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in allocation money. will get you the top spot probably in the draft. Right. So you, you, you can spend the money to get who you want if you want them.
1: So all you Union fans watching, if we wanted to move into listening. the front round, we probably could. Go ahead. What were you going to say? They're, they're listening. They're not watching. Unless Did I some say watching? You said watching. Unless there's some people creeping on us outside of Ryan's windows here. But um, it's just his neighbor. So after we get past the first round of Boring Nothing, we have two second round picks. One is our natural pick, which is the 33rd pick in the draft. And we have the 42nd pick in the draft from the Colorado Rapids for Zach McMath. So that's where we got that one. In the third round, we have one pick. It's the natural 55 pick. And in the fourth round, we have two more picks. Number 77 is natural. 82 is from NYCFC, and it's Ethan White that we got from there. So the the reason I put uh, McMath and Ethan White and told you all about that is because I'm I'm convinced that these low-round picks that usually turn out to be nothing is still good to grab in exchange for McMath and Ethan White. And the reason I say this, I would rather take a flyer on some random Joe Blow that's going to end up in the USL next year after, or he could turn out to be a stud, than be Zach McMath or Ethan White, which we know are going to be non-starters. I'd rather take a chance... And have some random guy maybe turn out to be a stud, then have someone who just has, we already know their ceiling. It's, eh. You know?
0: I, I, I guess I agree with that when you're, when you're dealing with a salary cap. Um, you know, Ethan White is kind of just a guy. Um, so you trade him away. You can pick, you know, another Ethan White up basically as a free agent. I mean, David Horst would probably fall in that same category, kind of like a guy. Right. who you get cheap. So trading him away is not really that big of a deal. I mean, you're not really getting anything for him. I mean, the fourth round, the odds of you pick getting someone that's going to continue to play and start um, really give you any kind of real first-team minutes is very small. So it's kind of trading nothing away to get nothing. Zach McMath, I mean, he definitely could be a starting goalkeeper somewhere. He could be here. If we didn't have Andre Blake and he was on this team, he's the starting goalkeeper. So there is value in him, but in, a, in with a salary cap, do you want someone... Uh, with a first round draft pick salary to to be your backup, because then you're, you're eating up a lot of salary cap on right. him. So I, I, I definitely see moving him, too. So that makes sense. Brandon, what do you have to, to add?
1: <laughs> Not much. The draft is boring to me. Um,
0: well, okay. I think we could, we, could draft, we could draft
1: well. Uh, Andre Blake being the example, um, one of the best examples for that. And you know we could trade up to go after some guys uh, in higher rounds. Those lower round guys, I'm not too worried about. We can send them to Bethlehem for a little while. I oh, hope they yeah. develop. Uh, did you forget that we have an affiliate club
0: in the USL? Honestly, yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> so we could send them to Bethlehem and hope they develop there. Under brand- apparently brand Bethlehem
0: mark. needs players because they, they really struggled They're this selling
1: year. Everybody, too. Um, anyway, uh, so I, you know the draft. I think we we could go. After, we could get some really good prospects and and hope they develop. But I don't see that the draft is impacting our roster or our team this much in the upcoming season.
0: All right, well, let's, in honor of the draft, why don't we take a look at the Generation Adidas class? There's six guys in it, um, and I know no one knows anything about any of them because no one here watches Correct. college soccer. No but one. I'll just tell you a little bit about the six candidates, and you tell me if you were going to trade up for one of them, who you would trade up for, and why, okay? So here are our six categories, and I apologize because I'm sure I'm going to kill the names. Uh, Abu Dunlavy from UCLA. He is a forward. Um, had high production as a young player, but has had injury and attitude concerns recently. But he did very well as a young player. It's a high upside, so a lot of people think he could potentially um, transform into a, a good MLS striker. Uh, number two is a midfielder, Jackson UeL UeL Y U E I L L, also from UCLA. Versatile attacker. Generally, he's a second forward. He's a good passer. The concern on him is he might be a really good college player that can't make the jump to MLS. Um, We have a defender, Miles Robinson from Syracuse, is an under national, is an under twenty men's national team defender, high upside, but maybe not um, MLS ready. He's more the Christian Dean versus the Steve Birnbaum of this year. Um, We have another next. We have two Canadians. um, No. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, that's not I'm very kidding. fair. <laughs> we have, um, uh, Sherman Schoen, um, currently plays professionally, so he's probably the most MLS ready of the group, but maybe limited upside. In position he, he plays defender. He's a defender. He plays professionally? Currently plays professionally for FC Edmonton. Um, I didn't know
1: they could go GA from professional. It's a new thing. Uh, GA in Canada is very new, oh. so I think they're just kind of. I don't know what they're trying to do, um, but it, it's new, so I think they're just trying to make sure that it's a success in Canada, and they're, they're you know, making sure they get some good guys in there.
0: Oh, cool! All and right. the last guy is a forward from uh, Canada, also Anadjean, A D O N I J A H Reed, who is a very young. He's the youngest player in the draft pool. Is um, a very long term project with high upside. So, it's like, really fast, Position. and athletic forward. forward. So. Um, so you basically, so you have five options here. You have a forward who has very high upside but recently has not fared so well. You have a midfielder who's probably gonna come in and give you a high floor but maybe has a limited ceiling. You've got a defender who's got high upside, very low floor. You have a, a, a defender who probably has a high ceiling, I mean it has a low ceiling but high floor and you've got a forward with low, low floor, high ceiling.
1: Um, I'll say this. I, th- I think we can, or at least for me, I'm going to assume that we're not going to go for a defender, especially not trade up to get one of those defenders. We're looking for a veteran center back. We have the young talent. We don't want to bring in more young talent and just flood the waters there. Um, so I think a center back is out. I'm really – I would go for that Canadian striker. I'm really interested in a – I know we got to develop um, – you know, we're, we're looking for somebody, as DP striker potentially, to come in, but if we long-term down the road want to be have a solid striker and, and be strong in that position, you want to maybe be bringing in some veterans and signing them. But if we could have somebody in Bethlehem for a few years really developing, it sounds like he might be ready. Uh, well, not ready. He's the youngest guy. Sorry, I got him confused. But uh, being the youngest guy, really bringing him, him in, to play in Bethlehem for a few years and get you know used to that kind of competition, maybe come up for some Open Cup games, um, and really develop him. He could be you know our version of I, I can't come up with somebody in MLS currently that's a homegrown striker who's been there forever. Maybe like a uh, Chris Wondolowski.
0: Okay, that's good. Uh, the the issue is though, would you are you going to want to trade up, spend the money to take what it's going to trade up to get a project for Bethlehem?
1: It's a good question. Um, and I got a plan. I'm sure you do.
0: You always got a plan.
1: I like your idea. I like the the last guy you said on the list, the youngest one in the pool, who will be a project. He's from Canada. <laughs> Here's my hot take of the night. Oh, boy. Day, whatever. So I'm looking at our, our striker list because that's what we were talking about with Davies earlier. If you can, I, I don't know if this is viable, or are, but this is my thought process here. If you move CJ to another team, okay? Yeah, I know. I'm looking at your eyes there. We sign a new – first of all, we sign a new striker. He's our starter, okay? Move CJ for the finances. Then you have more room for wage for the new striker because CJ is probably somewhat higher up. Then you have Herbers or Herbs or whatever as as your backup. Move Davies, and then you sign this young kid as the third string and loan him to Bethlehem as the short-term loan, the no, guy who can go back I and don't forth. see that happening, especially since we just re-signed Davies. That's the part of it, I think, that I'm held up on in your plan. We just re-signed Davies. I don't see them moving him. It could be like a sign-and-go type of thing, because you see that yeah. all the time as well. Rather than him going as a free agent, you sign him. So and we, then, we get some money for it. And then you can I, I move can see that, piece. but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. So, at, at the end of my scenario, it would be new striker number one. Number two would be Herbs. I'm just going to call him Herbs. You guys can figure it out. Herbie. And then the third string like would that. be the GA. And, and I bet you could probably move up for CJ, with CJ and, and, and either Gam or Tam or whatever. Well, not if
0: you're spending it all on a new striker while you're, you're Gam and Tam.
1: Well, that just blew my idea out
0: I guess it just depends on which new striker you assign, right? True. Uh,
1: however, I think it, if we if we were to do my random Joe Blow plan, uh, I would probably go with Sikthorsen then because if he's the best and somewhat older than some of the young English strikers that we were talking about, he could probably help develop the the young kid then. Yeah, he, uh, he he's... He go young and younger. You're right. He...
0: If you if you're looking to get the best striker you can get, and, and if he is in fact an option for the union, he's the guy you want. Um, he's he's definitely got the best pedigree, and he's got the best like the best record. The downside is he's been hurt now most of like this past year. So what what is he bringing you? He's got he's going to take time to kind of get back. So is he? I guess my concern is if you sign him and you and you're going to say yep he's a day one starter, well, he might not be ready to be your day one starter. He may not be fully recovered. So he may. Disappoint for the first half of the season
1: And we know how that goes When people jump on people's backs A.K.A. Carlos Ruiz Who was a very, very good striker And everyone hated Wrong No, he was, he was good I don't like him No secret that I don't like him I've never been a Carlos Ruiz fan well, Oh, I didn't score that. So I'm going to hang out off sides Even though we've got down,
0: possession the back The downside of Ruiz is that he You know, he was very much like an Allberg He just If he wasn't shooting the ball He wasn't really doing much of right. anything
1: So to wrap this up Well, I did, did we get Ryan's Input on – I have my guess as to who Ryan is going to say we should get out of that list. And who's that? I think you're going to say the midfielder. You, you are, in fact, correct. Yep, and here's because. why. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to say because you've been saying this whole time that we need to strengthen the midfield because the reason we're not scoring is we're not getting the, the striker in the position where they're set up well to score. So we bring in this young guy. If he could potentially have a higher ceiling, he'll become our playmaker. Um, and you, you said he's, he's been an attacking option, second forward style kind of midfielder. I yeah, think he could be like an attacking midfielder.
0: Him. He's supposedly a very good passer. He's exactly who I think we need. Now, I just don't know. You know, he's probably like, could be like a Kyle Nakazawa. We sign him and he, he basically <laughs> plays a little bit here and there. And, and he's, he's just not good enough to play in MLS. He's not, you know, he's not he's not quick enough to be able to unlock the defense. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But I would rather, I think that that's kind of our hole. And I, that's what I would take.
1: The thing we do need to remember, though, is we would have to move up for these guys. If we were to if we were to sign any of those six guys, we'd have to give away a piece. You're right,
0: but to, it's doable. It's doable to move up.
1: No, no, it's doable. I'm just saying is we can't just go. Oh, okay, we're going to draft this guy. We gotta, we gotta move up. Um, I did want to put these two snippets in because I thought they were really interesting and kind of losory, But I just thought <laughs> it was, oh, this, this is going to be good. Buckle in, folks. No, they're just little draft facts. So. Oh. And we for the 2018 draft, I believe, or 19, I, I saw it says we have future considerations from the Houston Dynamo for our trade in Shannon Williams. Um, I thought that was funny because the future considerations—I'm not sure what that's going to be because Shannon Williams doesn't even play
0: for Houston. Yeah, the anymore. future consideration is they send us all his old jerseys with Houston.
1: Probably, yeah, we <laughs> auction them off. Um, Maybe they'll send us back, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd ra- part of that. I'd the rather future the- considerations for Shane on Williams is that we get Andrew back.
0: <laughs> I'd rather the jerseys.
1: Oh, that's oh. not nice. Then last but not least, I thought it was really funny. Um, we have Atlanta United FC, w- w- incorporated. Incorpor- whatever their actual <laughs> name is. We have their 2020 fourth-round pick for Kevin Kratz. We got so some money for that. We have thing. to really, really dig deep and hold on to 2020 until that cashes in, and we will be amazing. So, just because we got that fourth round pick, I guess uh, this is where we are now. It's almost a sad day.
0: Um, before we let's close the podcast out here with us giving giving your projected lineups for the day one oh starting oh. union okay. first game of the season. I like it. Projected like lineup. This.
1: All right. And, fo- I start?
0: and formation and Tony, they can only have eleven players in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I somehow messed that up last time. You did. You were trying to put twelve men on the field. All right. I'm sure one of you guys have already ready because I'm about to make it right here on the fly. Uh, so I, I don't see them changing the formation. I think they go yeah. same formation.
0: You know, let's let's put it this way. Do it. You can either do it what you think will be the formation or what you want the formation to be. If you were in charge, what Mine you are would kind do? of both.
1: Okay. Um, so it's going to be the same formation. I think you got Blake and Net obviously then Fabinho on the left, veteran center back in the middle, Richie Marquez, Um, Keegs out on the right, and then our CDMs, we got Maurice Adu next to probably um, a Warren Craval, Brian Carroll uh, swapping um, throughout the season, but day one starter probably. Craval over Carroll. Although I've I've heard that they might be going after uh, a center, uh, a n- number eight to play next to Adu. I've heard that rumor. Breaking news on the there. podcast here. Um, and then out on the left, we'll have Pontius. On the right, we'll probably have Elsino or Herbers. That's a tough one. I, th- I think probably Elsino up top, Bedoya um, in the midfield, and then up top, up top, our new striker. All right, DP level striker. I'll, I'll go next. I'll go I'm gonna go top to bottom though. so we're gonna start up top. We're gonna go a four two three one okay cookie cutter. Four in the back, two CDMs, three attacking mids, one striker. New striker as our as our DP striker, new guy right up top there. Left side, Chris Panias middle at the at the focal point. Badoya, right side. I love Elsino, but I think we're gonna get have a new attacking mid as well. So it might be So you have
0: assigning a striker and an attacking mid.
1: I think we draft. I, if we move up in the draft and do that, or if we don't, I think we go El Senior there. Okay. I would like Craval and Edu sitting in the middle. And then on the left I have Wynaldum, Yarrow, Veteran C B, Keegan Rose. And then in the back we have John McCarthy. Just kidding, Andre Blake. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm going to try and do this all by one syllables.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I would keep the back line basically the same as you guys have it. Blake, uh, Fabinho, uh, Marquez, Yarrow, Rosenberry. Uh, Then I would have – basically it's going to be a 4-4-2, so my four mids are going to be Pontius, Adu, a new playmaker that we purchase, and Bedoya. And then up top – Starting at striker Fabian Herbers, not a DP striker. Uh, I would make Herbers our starting striker, and then a second forward, i have Mr. Allberg. What? Yeah,
1: you don't think we Yeah, Ryan's been saying I, that do, since I don't Elberg think, got here.
0: yeah, I don't think we should. I, I, I think our money would be better spent at buying a playmaker, and I would turn Allberg into a second forward, being that that's what he plays whenever you put him on the field. <laughs> wow, okay, so mine is very different than yours. So
1: you're having. Badoya Bedoya play right mid, if I Yeah, heard. Ryan has um, also been be saying right since Badoya got here that he's a
0: right mid. I think the way that Badoya plays, he's more, he always seems to be, he puts himself in a position so that when he gets the ball, he can be moving forward and attacking with it. So he, he's better at being more of an attacking mid than he is like a metronome sort of, because Passer. he
1: gets jammed up in the middle because it's congested. I, I
0: think he just his instinct is just to look for the ball. is to go forward when the ball comes to him. So he's always looking to put himself in a position to go forward. And I think that that sort of on the right wing is exactly what you're looking for. Right. He's going to spur the attack, so I think he should be out on the wing.
1: That makes sense to me, I guess. I, I didn't even ever think about that. I kind of like that. To be honest, I didn't ever But it's that.
0: not going to happen because it's the union have been pretty clear they're going to spend the money on a striker and, and not at a mid. They've
1: been pretty clear that they're not going to change formation. Yeah. I don't know why they're so gung ho stuck on one formation. I mean, I, I don't think it's an issue to be changing formations. I think Kurt needs to switch some things up occasionally. But we're I mean, not we're not having the curtain talk today. We can do that over Skype on our next podcast <laughs> when I figure out how to do that.
0: Yeah, coming coming, like 2019, right, when we finally get all this figured <laughs> out.
1: Oh, goodness. So anything else? on? Okay, so let's pre-prediction with no bias. I mean, no bias. With no factual information on what we're going to
0: do, playoffs or no playoffs?
1: I think this will be a fun way to finish this off. Oh, well, yeah, playoffs for me.
0: I think we are probably just about where we were last year, which is just barely making the playoffs. Um, Did we get a home game? I don't think we get I, I you know what I think we do about the same or worse. I think we're right there at that six or seven spot, barely barely able to make it. I could see us not getting the playoffs. Not because I don't think the team is getting better. I just think all the other teams are getting better. And we have Atlanta coming in. I don't know that we're getting better as good as as I don't know that we're keeping so pace. We're with improving, the other teams.
1: but everyone else is improving twice as much. Yeah.
0: But you know, who knows? If we sign this, you know, if we sign Siggy here, who <laughs> knows? Who knows?
1: Um, I think that should be our new catchphrase because we obviously
0: do not know. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good.
1: All right. Does, uh, I think we're going to have to say goodbye here. And, uh, Tony, we wish you uh, well and yeah, safe travels. Good, good travels here, buddy. Good travels. And hopefully you hear from me on the podcast. Or if you don't like me and like the other two, don't tell us on Twitter because that will make me feel bad because I run the Twitter account. And we'll find someone else for
0: you. <laughs> send us a West Ham jersey or something.
1: I will send plenty of postcards. It will not be from <laughs> West Ham because they are embarrassing. But still. <laughs> you should be able to get them cheap now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Championship team trophies are cheap. I heard. Well, when we liquidate our players, I'll send. I'll tell them to send them to the U. And we'll <laughs> that out. I yeah. thought you were gonna say you'd send one to us. We just have one of their one of their players be the host. Oh, on the pod. Yeah. So now our jokes aren't even funny anymore. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, that, well, yeah. It was hey, you should have stopped making it was jokes really with a your half. e it was, Yeah, that was – I should have left, as I said I was going to, after I made that joke because it's not going to get any better than that. All I can say is that I look forward to the upcoming season and watching all the games at midnight, and I hope we do well because I love this team, and I think you guys love it too, and our listeners love this team, and we just hate sucking because it really is whack. So, hashtag Stanford Blue. <laughs>